1: Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
0: Joined now, guys, by Damaris Smith, NFLPA Executive Director. Of course, we wanted you on today, um, Damaris, because of what happened with Tua Tungavailoa. Just Just to contextualize for people, last week, and not even a week ago, He clearly had a neurological event everyone said he said it was the back. They said it was the back. Maybe his back was hurt, but he, his knees buckled watching boxing my whole life. Key played in the NFL. Jay's had concussions. Shaquille O'Neal, right? Banging around in the NBA. And just from living on the earth, you know what that looks like when a guy gets his bell rung. Clearly that happened to Tua. They said, no, 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 it's okay. And he comes back and plays and everyone's worried about it. And sure enough, He's sacked. His the back of his head bounces off the turf. His hands immediately get rigid. Clearly, another neurological event took place. Uh, NFLPA director Demaris, executive director Demaris Smith. What was your reaction to seeing what happened to Tua?
2: Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Um, You know, my reaction was, frankly, uh, sadness. Um, You know, we advocated for these protocol changes and and made them a part of the collective bargaining agreement back in, in 2011, and we've modified it uh, several times since then. But, you know, we put those things in uh, because of a lot of the things that you've said, we, we know our players um, want to play, but the one thing I wanted to codify in our collective bar- uh, bargaining agreement was an insistence that they be treated as patients first player second. Um, and, and I'm not going to get into any of the specifics of, of his medical case because um, the investigation is ongoing. Um, we certainly are, are, are our hearts and, and, and certainly our prayers are, are for him. And we've um, we always stay on top of um, what's happening with uh, our members with respect to the medical treatment that they're given. But uh answer your question i felt like the last week has set us back in the overall culture that both the nfl and the nflpa wanted to build to 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 change that focus from myopically what does the player want to what what does the patient need mm
0: mm-hmm.
3: mm so, D, as I, as I look at this serious situation, and I can't help but to look at the Miami Dolphins as an organization, meaning from the top down to the sidelines and the coaches going back to last week against the Buffalo Bills and seeing Tua stumble around. And I know as an ex-player if people out there know that something wasn't right, that mm-hmm. he probably shouldn't have gone back into that game. How do you approach that? And you look at that from an NFL PA standpoint. Uh,
2: The first thing we look at is whether the protocols were followed and, and Keyshawn, you know, I'm not telling you anything that you don't know. There, there isn't a player probably from, you know, grade school up that, that doesn't want to stay in the game. Um, We wrote the protocols in a way to address that. Um, It's really not up to the player at all. We have, um, referees on the field who can pull players to the sideline. We have protocols that are designed to immediately take the player's helmet away if we think or if the doctors think that, the, that a uh, neurological event um, has happened. So the, the, the protocols are there, and they are clear. They are crystal clear. Um, it has uniform ways in which everyone is supposed to act where we start is whether the protocols were followed. And, and like I said, this is an ongoing investigation. I, I, I heard something that the league has said something with respect to the protocols. I, I don't know how they can make a decision about whether they believe the protocols are followed since we are in the middle of an investigation. So I'm not going to comment on that. But from our standpoint, it's about the culture. And it's about changing the idea that, that these men are gladiators. I, I know that our guys love that tag but they're not. Anybody who's a gladiator was someone who was less than a human in the Roman Forum. Um, So I don't like that word. I like the idea that when we are talking about the health, safety, and medical conditions of our players, I want the doctors, I want everyone who's involved in providing medical care to treat NFL players in the same way that I would want my son treated by a doctor, uh, my, my daughter treated like a doctor, um, and our friends treated like a doctor. And anything less than that uh, perpetuates a level of indifference that is completely unacceptable.
4: Mara Smith, Executive Director, NFLPA, joining us here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max D. Uh, you and I talk all the time about these type of things, and when, as as a former player, not in the NFL, but in the NBA, and I've heard former players in the NFL talk this way, being able to manipulate the system to a degree. How, do, how does the NFL handle? And Andrew Whitworth talked about this last night post-game on Amazon Prime where he gave an example playing with the Eagles where he was able to manipulate the testing, the protocols. He knew how it worked, uh, and he got himself back on the field because as a player – you know, everybody talks about the business of the team from a corporate perspective, but there is also the business of the player, and it kind of relates to it, right? A guy who's playing for that next big contract to prove that he's the guy. How does the NFL or the NFLPA handle or navigate players that try to circumvent the system?
2: Well, the, the way the protocol is set up, the initial screening that should take place if there are obvious signs of a neurological event, um, have nothing to do with what what the player can do to, to, to manipulate the system, right? I mean, we've all seen it over the last few years. A player who looks like he has suffered some sort of TBI event, what happens? The first thing that happens is somebody grabs his helmet. Um, after that, there are both uh, examinations by the team doctor and a neutral, unaffiliated doctor that we both pay for. There's also a spotter um, in, the, in the booth in order to make sure that no one misses an event. Um, it, it, it's not only predicated on what a player does in response to a, a medical event. But, you know, again, to me, I, I think that we have made tremendous strides over the last few years things that i mean look all of us have seen players helping players off the field we've seen players taking another player's helmet uh by the way we've seen the majority of team doctors and unaffiliated um uh doctors do a great job of taking a person off the field and and applying the protocols so this isn't a question of whether the protocols work or not. Um, every box can be checked. Um, every uh, protocol can be enacted. What concerns me and what we will be looking at is whether the doctors in this case uh, treated uh, this young man like a patient. so and more, oh, sorry. what concerns me is any indication that they did not.
0: So, Damara Smith, executive, NFLPA executive director, I, I have a question for you that I, th- I think probably some fans are wondering um, as they're listening to you. Uh, you know, I've I, I covered boxing for years. Um, that's yep. a sport where a guy has a neurological event, you get a standing eight count. You got, you know, you can fight on, right? You know, and, and it could happen again. And he, now he concusses the other guy, and the other guy comes to a great fight means both guys are frequently fighting round after round with concussion. Not that boxing should be the, 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 the model for safety for the NFL, right? But I do think there's something there in a full contact tackle football situation at the highest levels in the world. What would you say to a fan who might be thinking they're playing tackle football? Guys are going to get their bell rung. Of course, they're going to try to hide it. Um, of course, the team is incentivized to to um, put their guy out on the field because they want to win. Um, what would you say to to someone who says this is the nature of the beast? You know, if you if you overregulate tackle football, like you, eventually you wind up, you know, like would you say treat them as a patient first? If you're treated as a patient first, you ain't playing tackle football, right? That's mistake number one. What would you say to a fan? who's wondering how you reconcile those two ideas. Tackle football on the highest level with giants at at lightning speed on the one hand, you know, safety from neurological events on the other.
2: Yeah, I would probably say to every fan, stop thinking like a child, right? I mean, um, if you are working at a construction plant and a piece of heavy equipment falls and hits you in the head, What fan says that that woman or that man needs to go back on the construction field, right? Mm -hmm. If you're working in a mine and you fall down the mine shaft, yeah, that's a dangerous job. But what person, what sane person would say that that person uh, nonetheless has to go back in uh, without the proper medical
0: care? That's right. And this is the job of unions, right? But once upon a time, everything you described was a fact in the workplace. And then with the advent of unions and the rise of unions, worker safety got much better. Right. Worker safety got much
2: better because um, unions have done a great job of holding companies accountable. And this is the thing I want to focus on the duty that they have to treat their injured employees as as patients whether the unions are there or not um and we've had this battle with the national football league in the past where they actually took the position that they were not subject to osha and thankfully um the department of labor wrote an opinion reminding them that they were subject to osha every employer in the country has a duty to provide a safe workplace or as, as safe a workplace as possible. But when an injury occurs, they have a duty to treat that injured employee as a patient. So what I would say to, to fans, and, and look, I get it. You love your football. Um, the idea that we can, that tackle football um, and, and playing with concussions has to go hand in hand is simply a lie. We've seen this game do uh, tremendously well economically. We've seen this game do tremendously well with a fan following since we've put in strict protocols in 2011. So the idea that somehow these two things um, have to go hand in hand um, is simply not true.
3: D, as the NFL PA executive director, what will you be doing to make sure? that Tua isn't trotted out there too soon in the next week, week and a half, or whatever it may be, to become a pinata again?
2: Yeah. Um, and again, Keyshawn, thanks. I mean, I appreciate the question. And, and, you know, we've been around this long enough where you know I don't talk about an individual player's um, health situation. but Or players, we... for
3: that matter. I'm sorry, players that fall in this yeah. situation.
2: Right. So, so, you know, our job um, – with respect to a, a case where we are questioning whether the protocols were followed starts with an investigation and an interview of the team doctors. Um, we follow what's happening with the treatment protocol to, to ensure that at least the player knows that he's getting the best medical care. If it means us providing uh, free uh, 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 second opinion, third opinions uh, doctors that, that he or she wants to look or talk to, we, we do that. Um, And then going forward, it's a review of exactly what happened under the circumstances. And again, in a game situation, um, we built this to be a multi-layered matrix of people who can protect the player. Everybody from the referees um, to the, the both team doctors, to the neutrals, to the spotter, to everyone else, we want to know what happened. And then after that, Uh, any player who is in this situation uh, has to be cleared not only uh, by the team doctor, but a neutral, unaffiliated doctor that we both
0: pay for. Mm -hmm. That's Damaris Smith, NFL PA Executive Director. Thanks so much this morning for taking uh, time out to talk to us about what's going on. It's, uh, you know, important, and we appreciate you taking the time. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right, guys. he Said a lot. I thought, wow. I thought DeMar Smith, that's the NFLPA executive director, responded beautifully to like really laid it out for people to my question. Because I'm sure a lot of fans are thinking, like, look, you're playing tackle football, you're going to get your bell rung. And what he pointed out was that in any workplace, there's this is not the 19th century, we're in the 21st century, right? It's you, you, you you're entitled to certain protections on the job, even if the job is dangerous. I guess what, what I would What I would um, follow up with key here for you is like the point in boxing is to hurt the other guy. Yeah, that's not quite. It's not football's not exactly a combat sport, but I can't say that the violence is incidental. If I'm playing football, I want to wear you out. I want to bring the quarterback down. There's different different
3: ways of wearing you out in football, just like there's different ways. Of wearing you out in boxing. You obviously in boxing, as you know, Max, you want a one hit punch. And you want it to be over as quick as possible, because you don't want to go the the necessary rounds you don't have to. If you don't have if to. If you can concuss the other guy. You know, football so, is a, a, a four quarters. Key, and,
0: but what about that? The fact is part you can't say while while everyone's entitled to a safe workplace, part of the point of tackle football is the violence, right? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. part of the w- winning the war of attrition, dealing with injury. I'm sure
3: I'm sure if there was a way that the National Football League and the NFLPA and ourselves as players could make gazillions of dollars playing flag football, touch football. Do that, we'd have done that. Yep. I mean, right. I mean, there's no, it's, it's, there's nothing you could do. You can't separate. I don't want to say the violence from football. You can't separate it. It's, it's, it's gonna be there. It's part of the. It's intrinsically part of the sport. We know certain, we know certain things are going to happen. But what you can separate is somebody going back out there. Thank you. That's already injured that you are putting out there for whatever reasons. But, you but, know, but, everybody seems to think, or, or not everybody, but people a lot of the times thinks that coaches are putting players out there just to win. They don't care. Those sort of things. I've had both experiences. I've had an experience where the coach frowned upon me because I was hurt and couldn't get out there. And I've had an experience where the coach is like, no, no, no. You're not going back out there. So I've had it both
4: ways. Well, that's why I look forward to the NFLPA's investigation because during one of the questions I leaned over and I asked Key, I said, how many representatives from the actual NFL are there during these games? Because at, at the end of the day, as a league, as an umbrella organization, I can't entrust one of my subsidiaries like the Miami Dolphins to do, to do what's in the best interest for the player at the end of the day, because they're going to do what's in the best interest for the Miami Dolphins. You know, and, and maybe sometimes, depending upon the person, it, it might be in the best interest of the player. But that's where it gets fascinating for me. So, well, they have
3: referees, Jay. They have the spotters upstairs. They have okay. the spotters on the sideline. In fact, I think they have two spotters on the sidelines and maybe two in the booth, because if something happens to you and I'm walking you in and all of a sudden something happens to Max, I've got to now have somebody else there to be able to look after... Max as well. So there's several people that are at games, so that provides cover for
4: the Dolphins. But that's where I—that's I, why I go further higher up and I say, hey, because that absorbs the Dolphins to a degree. Why aren't there stricter rules in place? But the
3: Dolphins—all the Dolphins—got to do is say, don't put him back in the damn game. No, You're i not know, going back. I hear you. But but I, once but the again, Dolphins it, are incentivized, incentivized yeah. to
4: play to or to win, right? Even, you All need I'm an umbrella right
3: organization
0: that is looking out for its long-term interests. Stricter rules that say, "Hey, look,
4: we saw that is a concuss like symptom. He's not allowed to back in the game." Bre-
0: listen, um, uh, one of the things well, they have the independence. That's why that, yeah. I said it yeah. goes but back to that. What, one of the one I of don't the know things what the independents do doing. That I think that DeMar Smith pointed out that that and I picked up. Like you know, I, I talked to him about it a little bit. Was the presence of unions, guys? There are plenty of things that people don't like. Around, you know, about unions, and there are problems. Because any organization, you get power, and it becomes corruptible. People talk about a teacher's union that there's a pain to deal with, or, mm. or the police union is a big issue right now that pushes against reform. But by and large, the presence of unions, including – that and the NFLPA, like the, that's, that's a, they, the, the players have a union that can collectively bargain with the league. Before unions, workers, if you weren't the capital, if you weren't the owner – You were exploited nonstop. Working conditions were atrocious. People just accepted the fact that your life wasn't worth a lot on the job, right? Only because of the presence of unions do we now have a situation where there are certain things that are insisted upon in terms of worker safety. Football players are workers. They have a union. The league's going to have to deal with this right now. All right. Man, it's can. What's that? Just the whole conversation.
4: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, guys, because Key said it to me earlier. I sometimes think people forget. I know for me as a former player, it wasn't until I actually got drafted, until I got on the court where I realized, damn, these dudes are massive human beings, mm -hmm. massive. And then when I go as a former Chicago Bulls player and I would go to Soldier Soldier Field and – be down on the field, I would see some of the Bears, and i am like, yo,
0: these dudes are way bigger than the dudes I play with. Tua could have died. We're going to get back now to looking ahead to an actual football game. I feel like there's a lot of natural disasters and concussions today. We will talk about sports
1: on the field coming up. Big NFL Sunday. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the more tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap live radio. ESPN radio, everywhere you are.
5: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike.
0: Keyshawn J. Willemaks, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN News. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, and joined right now, fellas, by Matt Castle, former NFL quarterback, of course, and he of of eleven wins on Mm -hmm. today for the Patriots. Jeez. Um, Good morning, Matt.
3: Y'all were better in football. Good
0: morning, fellas. How are you? What's up, sir? Doing good, man. How you doing?
3: What's up, Key? I'm doing well, fellas. I'm doing well. Let me jump off to this real quick, Matt. So earlier in the week, I said that you know I don't think Mac Jones is going to play, and there's not that big of a difference this year based on the way Mac Jones has been playing if you go to Brian Hoyer and allow Mac to, to heal up some. Well, my compadres, they think I, I lost my damn mind because no, I'm like, it. it's just, it's the same thing. Mac Jones is not playing great football like he was a year ago and Brian Hoyer could do the same things that they're doing right now. Am I I that far off?
1: I don't think you're
7: that far off. I think when you look at the skill sets of Mac Jones and Brian Hoyer, they're very similar. So when you look at the offensive approach, it's not going to change in terms of the route concepts, the run game. Brian Hoyer's been in that system for a long time. He's familiar with it. He can run the check with me game. He's a vet. So, it's not a drastic change to say that when Brian Hoyer steps on the field, it's going to look dramatically different. Now, at the same time, I don't anticipate Mac Jones playing this week. And you know how Bill Bill Belichick and the Patriots organization kind of handle injuries, especially when they want to give the impression that, you know, Mac Jones might be able to play. They might be playing both guys. But I, I don't know what kind of competitive advantage it really gives anybody because at the end of the day, they're very similar in terms of their skill
0: set. As a matter of fact, Key makes the point, point. I was with it, at this moment, not going forward, but at this moment, the way Mac Jones has played so far, maybe it's a a slight upgrade to a veteran guy, a lot of experience, knows the system. Is it possible at this moment?
7: You know what? I mean, I think a lot of people look at the stat line and see the five interceptions in the first games and the first three games. But when you go back and you really evaluate the tape, look, he's throwing a fade route to the end zone to Devontae Parker and Xavier Howard, another great cornerback in our league, a great player. He tips the ball up and it gets intercepted. Those things happen. It wasn't necessarily a bad decision, a bad throw. It just was a good play play made by somebody else. So then you go to the second game, he throws an interception down the middle again to Devontae Parker, but it's covered too. He beats the guy over the top. I like the decision. It just was bad ball placement. And Minka Fitzpatrick has an opportunity to come over and make a play on the ball. And, then when you get last week, look, he played a stellar first half. And even going into the third quarter, he goes right down the field to start the series. You know, he made big play after big play through a go route to Devontae Parker, back, shoulder, lead the team right down, they go score. And then he has a bad interception. And those bad interceptions happen from time to time. We all make them. And then, but right after that interception, he goes right, right down, scores a touchdown. Then he gets into the red zone. Devontae Parker doesn't get the check. He's supposed to run a corner. He instead he's lost in translation. Leaves Mac Jones out to dry. He throws the ball up, and it's an interception. Everybody goes, what are you doing, Mac Jones? Red zone, this, that, and the other. But at the end of the day, if you really look at the film, Mac Jones got better each and every week. They were progressing offensively. They had their explosive plays. They're doing those things. So. A lot of people point to these things, but Matt Jones was heading in the right direction. So he's got to clean up some of the, the turnovers, and that really ha- has hurt them. But at the end of the day, when you really look at it, it's not as bad as what people yeah, think. I, I haven't been very watching very all 22.
0: Uh, I haven't been watching all 22 on the Patriots. And also, Matt, like, ball placement is part of it. I'm not saying he's getting the read, but you also got to place the
4: ball, right? Matt Castle, former NFL quarterback, joining the show here, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Matt,
7: uh... I, uh, yeah, you're absolutely correct with ball placement. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta, you gotta put the ball in the right place for sure. But like I said, out of all those interceptions, there's probably two of them that you're sitting there. The one ball placement's wrong. The other one was a really bad decision to throw. Mm-hmm.
4: Matt, I, I did want to ask you about uh, a guy that coached you when you were in New England, and Josh McDaniels. A lot of interesting reports uh, have came out over the last couple of days. Maybe not reports, but things about his coaching style. I'm curious, is he the right coach for the Raiders, in your opinion?
7: You know, I-, I believed he was. I thought it was a good decision this offseason, and he's earned that right to go back and get another opportunity, especially with all the offseason, made, uh, offseason moves that they've made, bringing in Devontae Adams. You know, you've got a great cast of skilled players out there. But at the end of the day, it comes down to the results, and especially – When you have a Raiders team last year that went through the adversities both on and off the field that they did, and then they were a team that went to the playoffs last year. And so the expectation level is to go back to the playoffs. And right now, starting off 0-3 and having their struggles, and even this week, you know, you have a players-only meeting and all those things. That, that that's not going in the right direction. And, and the hardest thing for a coach to do, I think sometimes if you are struggling early on, especially with a team that had been successful is to get that buy-in and it becomes a lot more difficult when you don't have success early. And right now they're struggling through that. But I mean, my, my relationship with Josh the experience that I had with him, I always thought he was a great teacher. He was a great coach. He put you in a position to be successful. He really highlighted and played to your strengths as a player and uh, unfortunately, they just they haven't been able to turn that over onto the field and create the product that they want to to be able to win these games.
3: Yeah, you know, and I, and and I'm going to be a little pile on guy here for a minute, Matt. When you when you think about it, you look at it, yeah, he I'm sure he was a great quarterback coach, great play caller, but those roles have changed now. He's a head coach, and since winning his first six games, now obviously as a head coach, you go back to Denver. He's five and twenty mm-hmm. since winning his first six games in uh Denver. Now he's off to a 0 3 start as a head coach again. Is he is he made to be a head coach though? I know we want to give him an opportunity, but why isn't it why isn't it working? Why did he hit the ground running with a team that essentially went to the playoffs of the Rich Pesachi a year ago?
7: Right, and that's the great question. Look, I'm not in that building every single day. From a leadership standpoint, I know that he he says that he learned a lot through his experiences in Denver, which was ultimately ended up being a failure, and that I thought that he was going to go in and be able to turn the ship around and be able to head it in the right direction. At the end of the day, there it comes down to them not executing on the field. They've struggled to convert on third downs, to take care of the football, and then score TDs in the red zone. A lot of that stuff can be fixed. Those are things that can be fixed, but until they do – You know the struggle is going to continue because the margin for error in this league is is minimal, as you well know. And he's got to get it turned around, or or otherwise you take this chance of losing the team, or dividing the team, or splitting. You know how they how they view where, where we're going and what direction. Because again, the success was there last year. Now you change leadership. Why why are they not having the same success?
3: Yeah, Matt Castle, NBC Sports Boston analyst, former USC Trojan, joining me this morning on Keyshawn. Jay Will, and of course, can't leave out Max. Um, which team right now is is better situated to win the Super Bowl? You obviously played with Tom Brady up in New England, and you played for the Kansas City Chiefs. Which one of those two right now is situated to get back and win the Super Bowl?
7: I mean, right now, I would say if you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right, their defense has been outstanding. Standing. I mean, they are stingy on defense, both versus the run versus the pass. They've, only, they've given up less than 14 points in every game. Now, the issue has been the injuries on the offensive side. They're playing with their second-string center, their third-string tackle, their fourth-fifth-string wide receivers have been out there. So if they get healthy once again and they become the explosive offense that we've been accustomed to watching over last season, then I think that they're more situated just based on the depth that they have Uh, at the wide receiver position when fully healthy and that defensive unit is so good. In terms of the Kansas City Chiefs, you go out, you watch them early on, they just blow the doors off the Cardinals, but then they score 20 against the Chargers, they score 17 against the Colts, and they've had their own struggles of trying to recreate their explosive nature without Tyreek Hill, and I think that it's been something that's been a learning curve and a process for them because they're still trying to figure it all out and where all these pieces fit with Juju Smith-Schuster that and uh, Marcus Valdez-Gantley.
0: Oh, sorry, guys. I'm sorry, Matt. I, I, my, my, I was interrupted in my ear, and I didn't hear you were uh, – t- I thought you'd stop talking. I apologize. Um, Matt Cassel. No, no problem. <laughs> um, former NFL quarterback who won 11 games, guys. Are you aware of that? 11 games.
3: No, he's won more than 11. No, no, right? with, in one season. He oh, won 11 games
0: year. with Bill Belichick. Formerly I, I, undisputed hey, greatest coach of all you time. You
3: said eleven games. I'm like a dude played a hundred years. <laughs> no, no. If he can't win well, no, one in one season, games. was that your high total yeah, of wins, Matt? i played a few more games than that. Now. But Matt, was that your high total of wins?
0: <laughs> like if I said Aaron Judge had 61 home runs, you know I don't mean in yeah, one game yeah, yeah. in his whole career. Hey, was that your high total in wins? Eleven. That's a lot of wins.
7: Yeah, we had eleven there. I had ten in Kansas City one year. 10, all right. um, 11, 10? Yeah, but that was my 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 high. But I didn't get credit for eleven that year because Brady actually started the game that I went in. When we had zero points on the board, you know, Brady started that game, so he gets credit for it, but I but I went in, in the early in the second quarter. Brady probably gets a couple of credit win. credit for
0: a couple of those Kansas City wins too. Who knows? We'll figure out how to give him some credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He deserves something, right? Thanks. <laughs> that is Matt Castle, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Matt, as always.
3: Yes, right, let's go, Trojans. Uh,
0: let's go, Trojans. I'll see you, boys. Uh, all right, man. Tune in for college yeah, football wins. action tomorrow as Arkansas hosts Alabama, presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. All right, it's time for the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge, guys. I'm sure we'll all agree on who we're
1: taking. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now
8: playing ESPN Radio.
1: Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday mornings starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2.
8: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click grainger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
0: Guys, it is time to get some money. ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge. We're presented uh, by Progressive Insurance, of course. Keyshawn J. Willamax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN News. Guys, so this is how it works. You know what, Pat? Just come in here and explain it. You do it better than me, and then we can get going.
2: Well, that is why they pay me the big bucks. Um, so we got the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge, guys. Three games, and basically we have to come to a consensus agreement on who we like this week, or at least the two-thirds majority.
0: I have uh, promised Key I'm just going to vote with him from now on <laughs> because I keep uh, ruining everything. Okay. Well, this, but Jay, I, I, I'm all for whatever okay. on my picks. And Key's like, if you listen to me, because he has the best percentage right now, if you had the best percentage, i go with you. I'm one pick behind Key. Yeah, and I'm pick, a pick yeah. behind you.
3: That falls in line with you in general, huh? Well, I mean, Keyshawn, <laughs> Jay will and no, I wasn't talking about the show. I'm talking about Yao <laughs> up. <Y'all> mean
0: you, you. <laughs> You're, I, I you're got two it. versus one. I got it. I was talking about. You're game Shohei Ohtani. You're having the greatest season ever. Except Aaron Judge is in the same season. You mentioned as you, it. Right?
3: Oh, I'm only one pick behind. Well, yes, you're a pick behind. Yeah, no. I'm on top.
0: So anyway, here it is. <laughs> Bills are favored by a field goal at Baltimore. What's the story, guys? I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna take the Ravens in this one. I, I
3: like. Man. I like the Bills to play better, but come on, man. This dude, this, this number eight guy, that guy, Lamar Jackson guy, bet on himself to get about a half a billion of fully guaranteed money. Jay, you I, go this has that? nothing to do
0: with key. I'll go with Lamar. Period.
3: All right. Secondary banged up. Secondary banged up. Banged up. You guys, the dude is lacing. Zoumene is show. balling out. Woo. Bates is doing his thing. You're messing up our you picks. Yeah. I'm just trying Bateman, to tell said, you, Bates. Bateman. Yeah. Just
4: mark it down for the record that I have to go with obviously the consensus here between Max and Key, but Bills are going to win the game and they're going to cover. Dobbins
0: back in the mix. You have family in Buffalo, right? Something like that. I have
4: no family in <laughs> Buffalo.
0: But doesn't it feel like he does? I have zero. You got family a cousin?
4: Something? I have nobody in. Buffalo. I don't know. I don't
0: think
3: Jay has any family in Buffalo. Jay was riding the Buffalo Bills high horse because they're making him money. Because yeah, Everybody was last riding year. the Josh Allen train, and he wanted to make sure he get on the caboose. Jay roots I was for
0: whoever's making year. him money. I'm yes. saying, last yeah. year, last year. All right. Yeah. Chiefs That's okay. That's- are minus one. They are favored by a point at Tampa, which means the odds makers are saying Tampa's actually a better team because uh, on a neutral site it looks like the Bucks would be favored, but they are uh, – uh, wait, what did I just say? Or the Bucs are – Sorry, sorry, uh, the, sorry.
4: Pardon the me. The Chiefs are favored. The Chiefs
0: are favored. So they're saying since Chiefs they're are on the road, team. the Chiefs would be a, a, a favored at a neutral site, obviously even by more at home. So reverse what I just said. So confused. Reverse yeah, it again. Yeah. All right, Jay, the bottom <laughs> line is the Chiefs are favored on the road against Tampa. What do you, who do you like
4: here? I, I like that Tampa Bucks defense. I think having Mike Evans is going to be a game changer back for Tom Brady. I think it gives him a weapon. I think Tampa has a lot to play for. I think it's going to be bigger than just football for them this weekend.
0: Much better
3: football. Well,
4: the
0: line's teams. now even. It got moved. So people bet, people bet Tampa, so it's an even. Yeah, it's fine. A much
3: better football team when they're <laughs> at full strength. They're not at full strength. You're playing with backup linemen. You're playing with threes and fours at the receiver position. And Kansas City's defense is playing much better at the start of the season opposed to the end of the season into playoff form. So I'm taking the Chiefs in this situation on the road against Terrific Tom and
0: company. Man, 11,000 things had to go wrong in a row for the Chiefs to lose to the Colts. And even then, they almost won the game, right? But they lost. They did, but Mahomes, is, Mahomes ain't going to do that, too. Mahomes is going to be fine. Travis Kelsey never going to drop another touchdown pass again. Uh, Come on. You
4: better just hope Chris Jones doesn't get any more taunting penalties.
0: Well, you're not lying, but a lot of stuff. Bogus. Was it wasn't just a taunting penalty. Was, yeah, yeah, what did he say? I, it's still, still trying to find
4: out.
6: Was, still trying was to was find n- out that will give you nothing. An well, how anything. do you get a penalty for that? That was idiotic.
3: Because you yeah. can't. They, they emphasize that. No taunting.
6: No. It's a part of the rules.
3: But you know what I can't like, guys? Anything. Our resident
0: Chiefs fan, James... Anything. It w- is, has handled it with great aplomb. He's very even-minded and fair about it, and he says, hey, you win some, you lose some. Isn't no, that right, James? It's ridiculous. So you we're, taking the, Chiefs, the Guys, we're yeah, taking the Chiefs in this taking right. the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Taking the Chiefs, 100%. Jay. Okay. The Come Jags down, at the Eagles. Jags have looked good so far this year. They're at the team that's looked best in football. <laughs> Right? What? The just Jazz have looked look good. To look, hold on. Jazz have looked good? No, they
4: did, but just a look at that key gave you the fact
0: that they're in Philly. But listen, Philly has looked like the best team in football so far. But the it. Jazz, that's a good game. Uh, Philly's favored by almost a touchdown six and a hook. Yeah. Six yeah. and a six, hook. Six key. and a
3: hook. They are favored almost by a touchdown. When I look at this situation, here's the return of Doug Peterson, who won the Super Bowl. Emotional thing for him. Will he get caught up in all the emotions? about going back to Philadelphia, taking on a team that he took to the Super Bowl. But look, the Eagles are playing good football all the way around, three phases of the game, offense, defense, special teams. They haven't given up much in that situation. Jalen Hurts is on a straight mission right now. I'm going to take the Eagles in this game. and I understand the Jags are doing good, and Trevor Lawrence is – You think they're going to cover? cover, I think they will. I think they will cover. Trevor Lawrence, as I said before, he's a – Great family guy. He he is goes to church. Oh, he's tall. 6'6", six, six got the six, hair. 6'6", got the hair coming Rocking out of the helmet. Arm. He got engaged to number to one his girlfriend in college at the middle shampoo, of the field. National championship.
0: Champion. I get it yeah, all. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait, what what I'm about taking- when he threw that pick after he won the national title in week one, and he tackled in the open field? He oh, he did that too. He made the open field tackle.
3: No player. other quarterback
0: has ever done that. With all that
3: said, I'm taking the Eagles. I'm taking the
0: Eagles.
4: I just I, I wonder will Doug Peterson get a standing ovation in Philly? Absolutely, I have reservations should, about
0: right? this, guys. Doesn't matter Were now. You, you both took my question, Eagles? Max,
4: or he's going to get right to what your point was.
0: I li- usually like to listen to myself <laughs> talk, but go ahead. <laughs>
4: I just well, if you Peterson would call yourself
0: a- Max, I would listen to everything you said. Will Doug yes. Peterson get a standing ovation? You think? That's a good question. Actually, sometimes I should listen to Jay because he has good questions. Absolutely, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, right? listen, different than Russell Wilson. Yeah. Dude, Eagles fans were in tears when they won that Super Bowl, waiting for generations to win a Super Bowl. That's the coach. they still come in on tears. Man. Yeah, uh, I-, I have reservations about this. doesn't matter. I'd be overruled, and I wouldn't vote against you anyway. But
6: a lot of I think the Jags
0: are a little better than you guys are giving them credit for right no, now. No, they're good. And, the and Eagles are just better. Yeah, but I-, I think the Eagles will win. But a touchdown is a lot, you know? I- I- okay, fine. It doesn't matter. You guys both vote. Eagles cover the spread anyway, right? You want a you side
4: bet on that? You think you think they'll cover?
0: I think they will. I think the Jags. No, he's are, saying he's the thing he, I think the Eagles have looked cover. like the best team in football, but so did the Bills for a while. Like, you know, the NFL early in the season, but the teams Bills pop went up on and bite road. other teams. The
3: Bills went on the road and played against a divisional foe. Yeah, in, and the oh. Eagles are at home. Yeah. Yeah. Miami yeah. always gets you down there in that heat yeah. and trap you. And so don't look at that game. Don't look at that. The
0: hair, Key. The hair? The hair. It's something about Flowing the hair. Flowing hair. It's probably
3: mm-hmm. a little longer now, too. Oh.
0: Long and flowing, six six, not six, six three six. Broad six. shoulders, oh yeah,
3: six six. Broad shoulders stands tall in the pocket again. I must have say sold
0: this. your soul to have a quarterback like that he's, in your prime. His neck yeah. just stiffened up. because you guys talking just about me? Popped. No, I'm no, not just, talking about you, James.
4: He's you got sure? the look,
3: you know. He's got the, commercial, like a, with the, he's got the commercial with the kids. Me. How's that ball he's got come out? How's that ball Gatorade commercial with the kids now. Oh yeah. How's that ball come out of his hand?
0: Key, can you see the rotation of the
3: Wait, ball? Yeah, did you can you see it? Once again, Max, did not hear you. Yeah, did you, did you see the commercial, the Gatorade commercial?
0: Probably not. With the kids? Um, no, uh, well, may, should, maybe, but I don't you remember. You should really Scoop
3: dial it. into the Gatorade commercial and look at the kids the that Trevor Lawrence is
0: with. By the way, it's just like Lamar's Gatorade commercial yes. with the kids, right?
3: Well, yeah. <laughs> No, you didn't see Lamar's
0: Gatorade commercial uh, with the kids?
3: What's wrong, they you, gonna, Key? Don't let him win a Super Bowl. Oh, oh,
4: oh. Don't let him go to the playoffs. Oh. The next coming of Tom Brady.
3: No. No, he won't be the next coming of Tom Brady. He'll be Tom Brady, Joe Montana, uh, Bradshaw. Joe Namath. Joe Namath. You're talking about mixed Lamar Jackson, of, of course. Mixed with a little bit of uh is he a quarterback? Who? Lamar?
0: Receiver. It's not too late to change positions, by the way. I think he's athletic enough <laughs> he to do be it. He can be the best running back in the If you, you missed the interview football. with Damaris Smith, catch it. Fourth hour of the podcast. Keyshawn J. Willemax. See you Monday. Perfect.
1: Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the more tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap live radio. ESPN radio everywhere you are.
3: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming and his facility shines.